0: I don't give a damn about my reputation. Never been a past of a generation. Now do what you wanna do, and that's what I'm gonna do. And I don't give a damn about my reputation. It's me, oh, no.
1: It's me, me. It's me, oh, no.
2: Hello. Good evening. Good morning. Good whatever it is. Wherever you are, and welcome back to Sudden But Inevitable, the single season television show rewatch podcast dedicated to shows that were canceled mercilessly before their time. Usually we're doing space westerns or sci fi, but today is a special occasion, and I'm going to tell you about that in just one moment. I, of course, am your host, Captain Bootscoot, aka Vanilla Husband, aka jesse and with me as always is my very long time friend and co-host josh welcome back to sudden but inevitable josh how are you doing
1: i'm doing great i'm doing i'm doing great uh things are settling down a little bit look i got my screen behind me i got an internet connection that's that's really good i'm i'm excited i'm excited for another friday with you guys talking about some some cool things and everyone in the chat my god we got the thirst chat this week i'm so stoked about that (laughs) meg is here aaron from Phantom thing pod
2: is here cameron is here carla is here Callie is here rona is here hello we love you all you are the most wonderful listeners and live viewers that a little tiny podcast could ask for speaking of little and tiny we have one more person to introduce you to and of course i am referring to the guest of honor Our birthday boy, as we like to call him once per year, of course. I am referring to Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Happy birthday. Welcome back to Sudden But Inevitable, my friend. Happy birthday! How are you doing?
0: I am doing great. It has been a good birthday. Uh, I tend to be the kind of guy who doesn't really care, doesn't do anything about his birthday. Uh, But, you know, you suggested Freaks and Geeks. I mentioned my birthday was going to be our next show. You mentioned Freaks and Geeks. And uh, it's kind of fun to do something a little exciting. You know, I, I'm i not going out and throwing ragers anymore, but this is a cool way to celebrate. And I got to see a car accident today. Whoa. So that was awesome.
2: Really? Happy birthday. Just
0: a side swipe. Just a oh. side swipe. Just a side... But, you know, something exciting for my day.
2: Oh, like it happened directly in front of you.
0: Right in front of me. Gotcha.
2: I thought you meant like you drove past a car accident that had occurred Ooh. and were running. No, I
0: watched me. a car just slash into the one next to it. Oh.
2: Fun times. Did you come up with a story in your head? You're like, that guy owes that guy
0: money. Oh, nah. <laughs> nah, just uh, just an accident. Just uh, enjoying a little carnage.
2: <laughs> Ricky Schadenfreude D, we call him here at Sudden But Inevitable. We have happy birthdays all through the live chat for our friend Ricky D. Look at this. Meg says, happy birthday Ricky D for best flicks with Ricky D, all caps. She knows your full name. This is just so much. This is so overwhelmingly cool this is why we do what we do here at sudden but inevitable which is talk about single season television shows and as Ricky mentioned this week we figured you know what it's Ricky's birthday it's we're kind of between seasons right now I am currently impossibly busy in my non-podcasting life Josh is just getting settled everything is sliding back into a some kind of version of normal for us but it's Ricky's birthday so we should let him pick But, you know, we already have a plan for season four. So what we're going to do is every year on Ricky's birthday, we're going to watch another episode of Freaks and Geeks. (laughs) So join us next year on April 8th for, well, maybe on April 8th. It'll depend. It'll be the Friday closest to April
0: April 7th. Next year, the episode is beers and weirs. The weirs' parents go out of town. They throw a raging kegger in the house. Get excited for next year's See, episode. See,
1: and, and here, I was thinking we should do, like, a half birthday for Ricky, you know? Like, mm. like, uh. like on Ricky's half birthday, we do episode uh. two. Do
0: the fans I deserve don't. to celebrate my birthday twice a year? Here's the thing.
1: I think I deserve to celebrate your birthday twice a year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really, what it comes down to is am I... Physically capable of giving up control of decision making twice a year? And I think we all know the answer to that question. I'm one of the most arrogant podcasters there is, according to our reviews. So maybe we'll put up a poll. We'll let the Twitter listeners and followers and folks decide. Maybe the live chat. Live chat, what do you think? What's Ricky D's half birthday? If his birthday is April 8th, what's his half birthday? If you can get it to me in the next five minutes, I will consider this. Now.
1: October eighth. October eighth. There's 8th, no. Yeah. There's no way that's accurate. Yeah. April. No. May. June. No. July. No. August, no. I'm, September, I mean, to the day. October.
2: To the day. I need it to be exactly, whatever half of three hundred. Well, now you're
1: just. Now you're just. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm known for being pedantic, Josh. This is. So old. I need to count one hundred. I don't know the days? rules on half birthdays. I don't either. That's why I assumed it was what I said. <laughs> Okay, so how many days? Would it be 182 and a half days?
0: Man, if it's October 8th, that's going to be great.
2: I was going to say, we have people in the chat laughing at each other. We have people in the chat talking about how hard it is to be a mom. We have people saying they love the idea, planning ahead. See, and now here's that's the big thing, Ricky D. We can't change when the next episode will be because we've already booked Aaron from It's a Fandom Thing pot to be our guest next year that's true so she's already got us in her calendar so maybe after episode two we'll reassess the schedule okay that gives me a year to feel out how i feel about this and i think that's about how long it will take me to decide um my friend megan in the chat is calling me out but it's not a call out if you said it yourself so freaks and geeks okay september 23rd that's not october
1: 8th but well it was close two weeks off (laughs)
2: Anyways. Do you guys remember what happened on October 3rd?
1: I do. What? I don't think you guys want to know what happened on my October 3rd this last year.
2: Oh. I was going to say Katie was sitting in class and Aaron Samuels asked her what day it was. But oh, um, whatever happened to you sounds awful and I don't know that we want to talk about that. Let's talk about Freaks and Geeks. Let's do Let's it. Let's talk about Freaks and Geeks. Ricky, as the... Guest of honor, would you like to introduce us to this show? Where does this show come from? Who created this show? What might people be familiar with if they haven't seen Freaks and Geeks by the creator of Freaks and Geeks? What makes Freaks and Geeks so freaky and geeky, Ricky and Deaky?
0: Yeah, the uh, real power team behind Freaks and Geeks is Judd Apatow and Paul Feig. They do a lot of work together. Uh, I'm pulling it up on IMDb right now. Uh, but Paul Feig is a big, big uh, producer, and sometimes producers just feed money into a project, and some producers really get involved with them. And Paul Feig tends to get really involved with his stuff. Uh, if you guys remember that uh, kind of bad movie, Heavyweights.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, oh. From the 90s,
0: mm-hmm. uh, that one also had Goldberg in it, Freaks and Geeks. Sorry, I should have been a little bit more prepared for this.
1: It looks like Paul Feig he directed one episode of this as well. Um, There's a lot. There's Jake Castan, Judd Apatow, Brian Gordon. Like they did a lot of directing and stuff.
2: I was gonna say that if you didn't say that. So yes, The Office (laughs) with the capital O in America um, was developed by Paul Feig with uh, direct assistance, I believe, with Ricky Gervais, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Yes. So he um, and I believe. Let's see. Was he in one episode where they were at a veterinarian? Wait a minute. I might be thinking Was it the
0: of, cat adoption episode.
2: I might be thinking of a different episode of a different television show. Paul Feig has also been in some stuff, you know, as like little cameos. Mm-hmm. But he is a very prolific creator. Is the point? Like he's well known in the TV world. He's he's been behind some of the biggest TV shows, especially in the United States. Which
0: you know. and then Judd Apatow is one of my favorites. Uh, more recently, he's done Knocked Up. King of Staten Island, forty-year-old virgin, uh crashing was an amazing TV show on HBO.
1: He did Superbad well. Superbad was kind of where yep. he got huge, and like I, that came out in I think what two thousand nine, two thousand eight, or something. And that's I think Superbad is the movie that put him on the map. Which ironically enough is another like product about high school kids. You know, like he does a really good job. Well, with, it's supposedly about them. Yeah, which. And, even better sorry i was gonna say a lot of people in Superbad were in freaks and geeks as well
0: yeah if seth rogan or adam sandler around is around judd apatow is probably writing something for him yeah so
2: and so give me if if one of you does one of you guys have the cast list pulled up for this show because it's it's a veritable who has become who of celebrities right yeah. I mean, i'll just like... start
1: from the top linda Cardinelli. Uh, or Cardellini John Francis Daly James Franco Sam Levine Seth Rogen Jason Seagal Martin Starr Becky Ann Baker um Izzy Phillips and it just goes on and on Lizzie Kaplan Ben uh, Foster Trace
2: Beaulieu I think is how you say that name he was the mad scientist from Mystery Science Theater like he was in this yeah um there's a lot of people in this uh the the Mr. Universe from Serenity is in this move. is in this show was uh, this David, the startup David for most
1: of these actors? Was like this the first thing that Seth Rogen and like, for a David
2: lot Crank, of the young
0: ones definitely.
2: Ricky, okay. when did this come out in relation to Donnie Darko? Because Seth Rogen was in both of those, playing mm-hmm. similarly haircutted
1: characters. I think Donnie Darko was yep. two thousand two, and this was ninety
2: nine. There you go. So it was like some was Paul Fakes. Figg somehow like involved in that casting because that that whole group of actors right they've all been in a million movies together and they became known as the Brat Pack right they were in like Your Highness and Pineapple Express and uh, what is it This Is the End and like there's oh, a million that movie. movies that had I really like that one Michael Sarah was great in This Is the End uh, Does anybody have my up. phone Does anybody see uh, my phone <laughs> Meg says uh, uh, Aaron says Knocked Up was Apatow Um. Meg has a deep, abiding love for John
1: Francis Daly. So I love him. He's one of my favorite people.
2: Before we jump into this, you know, this show, before we jump into talking about this show, Ricky actually came up with a fun idea, I think, for a segment. And I'm going to let Ricky go first because he's the birthday boy. Uh, Ricky is newly 21, so we are going to take him to the bar tomorrow for some alcohol.
1: I better pour another (laughs) shot. (laughs)
2: well it's you know that's that's custom uh so we're gonna do it uh so ricky if you would like to introduce us to your who is which character segment please
0: yeah so i just thought it'd be fun since we're doing a high school show we're getting high school photos just which one of these characters and they all kind of have iconic archetypes uh which one really fits each of us so i want to choose my own and then choose one for you guys and you guys can choose your own and you know we all have kind of different opinions of who each other are and who ourselves are and that kind of thing uh so for myself i chose neil schweiber uh i really like neil he's this funny little jewy kid uh he's he's so funny and i love his interactions with alan the bully because alan goes straight after sam weir and uh martin Starr's character bill Haberchuk. uh bill like kind of looks at it and he gets some of the ire from alan and uh neil schweiber just keeps his head down doesn't look doesn't look and after they leave he's like you guys don't make eye contact i know where alan's going i know what classes he's in i know what paths he takes i stay out of the way that's how you deal with this and i've kind of got that i'm like I know where these people are gonna be. I know what problems they're gonna cause. I'm gonna go over there and I'm not dealing with your dumb problems. So that was why I chose myself for Neil.
1: I love, and I love that guy too. Him in uh, Wet Hot American Summer is is great. And not another teen movie. Like I love his nerdy character, like in anything that he does, Ah, it's wonderful. (laughs) Yep.
0: Uh, For Josh, I definitely picked uh, James Franco's character Daniel Osario that's who I was thinking or no I'm sorry Nick Andopolis sorry sorry I'm f- confusing some of the freaks Nick Andopolis Jason Seagal You're a music nerd yes Jason that, that is exactly
1: who I chose for myself as well yes. yeah
0: <laughs> I apologize that's definitely who I meant music nerd uh, kind of got some stoner vibes going on always relaxed always happy to have people around uh, that's why I chose for You don't for know Josh. me very well. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost want to go with Mr. Rosso for Jesse, oh, the my. guidance counselor, the guy in charge of the mathletes. <laughs> uh, that's just, uh, at the end of the episode, he's looking around at all the people, all the stupid kids dancing at homecoming dance. He's like, someday I just feel like I have the best job in the world. <laughs> and that just kind of, Synced up with Jesse for me.
2: Big heart, I think, is what he's trying to say. Either that, or he's sure. making a lot of fun of me. I
0: can't tell. But is
2: that um, the strong
1: hand really guy from Scary Movie Two? By the way, no, that was uh,
2: Chris Elliot. Because he
1: sure, he sure looks like him it's not him it's not the okay. same actor okay
2: um josh go ahead you said that you had uh, i appreciate that ricky i really i think my favorite moment um was when uh Lindsay told him hey jeff i'm gonna go dance and he was like oh uh <laughs> you should put not call me that uh in public or anymore ever again because you probably
0: call me mr rosso from he now he realized on.
2: the optics of that pretty quick and was like oh this is bad <laughs> even in 1980 uh, Jason Segel is the best. He's making my current How I Met Your Mother watch bearable. I still can't watch that show, Aaron. I'm sorry. Oh, Ron,
1: thank you. That's very I gotta, sweet. I got to really like, I got to just ignore all of what you guys just said. Sorry. How I Met Your Mother is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Okay, so
2: Josh, do this Do this segment. Which character are you and which uh, character
1: are we? So for me, I I also chose Jason Segel. And it's honestly, it's because of his first line in the show when he's talking about I saw God and his name is John bottom. Like that is totally something I would have said about some pop punk emo band in the early two thousands, you know, like I met God and his name is Travis fucking Barker, you know, (laughs) it would have been something stupid, but, uh, you know, for me, Ricky, it was the kid that, that threw the dodgeballs at uh at what's at Neil? no 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 just because okay. he was such yeah, a big bully about it. he's talking because about him cuz he threw the balls at his balls and i was like that's totally something ricky would do like he would just and not just once but twice i mean it's totally yeah. something you would do is throw the balls twice um, uh
0: just quick little tidbit they shot this episode in 14 days. They spent one and a half days on that three minute dodgeball scene. Nice. And the uh, director, sorry, the director of photography from The Matrix shot that.
1: Interesting. Wow.
0: It wasn't they got the very guy from the
1: Matrix and shoot that dodgeball scene. It wasn't very Matrixy, but didn't whatever. feel <laughs> that impressive. I,
2: I mean, like not in a not like it was a good
1: dodgeball scene,
2: but I wasn't like whoa. <laughs>
1: okay, so, there,
0: I really like the scenes where they were like pinned up against the wall and the cameras going all crazy. I thought that was pretty yeah, cool.
2: But I did, okay, so here's a question before we go to Josh's uh pick for me. um Did you guys ever have to play like violent
1: dodgeball in school yes. all the time? time. What I sixth graders remember. versus the eighth graders? Yeah, man. I don't remember doing that. How do you not? I don't dude, remember that. I got hit in the face so many times by dodgeballs in middle school and high school. Like, hmm. those rubber balls. Just, I'm pretty sure some of my glasses got broken a couple times in middle school, and my dad yelled at me, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> He's like, "You know, it's not called
2: face smash ball, Josh. It's called dodgeball." Yeah.
1: Um. Anyway, we had
0: those. Awful foam balls that were covered in latex paint. And they always got like, all oh, yeah. And they like, like yeah. picked apart.
1: Yep, yep. And those were yeah. really easy to throw because you could just sink your hands into it. And it, it would, just yeah. really.
0: <laughs>
2: your whole hand would be red, though, after you. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Now yeah. I remember that. I must
1: have
0: blocked that out. Um, I, this is going to be so much nostalgia this episode. Yeah, and a
1: lot of trauma. <laughs> I want to agree with Meg about How I Met Your Mother. It did destroy itself. Uh, that no, last season i don't was, want to talk about really that show, i'm just talk agreeing about... i'm just saying right Pick... now that, no. that that's i'm just want to no. close it out my last character thing for, for you <laughs> my character that i picked for you and it's only because this guy seems like the trickiest of trekkies but harris trinsky played by Stephen stefan lee Shepard. Love harris yeah um he's a weird
0: little savant character the one
1: yeah the one that's like very uh Oh, what's 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 the right? I can't even think of the right word. But the way that he's trying philosophical, to, th- exactly. There you go, perfect. <laughs> Whether he's trying to explain to Sam how to how to deal with his bully, I was like talking about the conundrum that he had suffered and using it as
2: the like, Christian oh, I conundrum. have this. Yeah, Correct. he's like, I have this, this
1: um, academic proof that I wrote about bullies. It's called <laughs> the Crestman Conundrum.
2: Yeah. Yes. And
1: um, watching that scene, I was like, yeah. oh, that's totally Jesse right there. He would he would I do that. I
2: could see that. <laughs>
1: I could see that. Um.
2: So. I I think it's my turn. Meg, I'm sorry. I don't want you to ever feel like you're not up, Meg. allowed to bring something up in my live chat. I just prefer you to be more thirsty and less how I met your mother Um Callie says, what the American <laughs> F? <laughs> Which... Might be our episode title right there, ladies, gentlemen, and vampires in the live chat and listening out in podcast land. Rona says sixth graders versus eighth graders is nothing compared to boys versus girls, especially when the guys are all rugby players. Ah, rugby players, I think is how they pronounce that. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, Meg says it was freshman versus senior freshmen versus seniors and the freshman girls won because we brawled because the seniors tried to beat us up i think meg might be drinking anyone else think Med- meg might be drinking in the live
0: chat i appreciate I you meg. ask me that
1: at any point in time, also, and i'm gonna go probably i also think meg was probably one of those scrappy girls it was like oh you hit me in the face with a dodgeball i will see you with the flagpole
2: yeah. rona says see above comment um meg it's a ricky's birthday send the thirst to ricky i thought that and was I- clear
0: I'm not thirsty for children. I just think Cindy Sanders is very, very beautiful.
2: Okay, Here, okay, but but here's the thing, right? Okay, so when you were watching this, you went, "Oh, I remember as a kid thinking a girl that looked like her was beautiful." Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Like they they cast a good uh, actor for that. Like the long, I think it's just long hair, honestly. When we were kids, it was like, "Whoa, her hair is long. <laughs>
1: she must be older than me." Well, um, Lindsay, I, I still have a crush on Linda, on oh, Hawkeye's okay. life. So like, it's, this doesn't surprise been... me at
2: all, Josh, Same. because my pick for me was Lindsay Weir, because I <laughs> was that person in high school that had like friend groups in multiple uh, areas, interest circles, right? Mm-hmm. And never they would overlap, ever. But I was allowed to freely move through them. Um, I was in wrestling, and I was in theater and I didn't get beat up for it. And I was in like video. So it was like, I just, I was one of those, uh, I don't know what they're called, the social butterfly I think is the word for it. I believe so, um, yeah. So social Meg Social slut says, maybe? I That's probably a better <laughs> word for it. Meg <laughs> says, I'm so sick, so I'm only drinking a little. <laughs> sick, I really like so
1: that. only drinking. It's fine, it's
2: fine. Our friend Callie says, well, Hawkeye wife is hot. That is true. And okay, I really See? love Linda Cardellini in Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy is a guilty pleasure movie for me. I know that it's a stupid movie, but I, I movie. love it unabashedly in so many ways. And I think I think that like the essence of you and I Josh is how that we feel about that movie. Like <laughs> that's where you and I differ like in our core. It's not the Star Trek or the Star Wars thing. It's how we feel about Grandma's
1: it's Boy. It's Grandma's Boy. I have that yeah. same thing with a couple other friends and stepbrothers. Well, it's because I, oh.
2: It's because, yeah, and This Friend, too. I hate that movie. Wow. Okay. Movie. I'm sorry. So, yeah, my pick for me is Linda Cardellini. Uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> Lindsay Weir. Um, my pick for Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, I was actually, I was going to go with, uh, what is the, I can't remember the main kid's name. I know Sam? if I can see the actor's name. Sam, thank you. I was going to go with Sam. Um,
1: John Francis Neely. Because- because
2: to me, I remember in high school, I I hung out, okay. Spoiler alert: I hung out with these two guys in high school, <laughs> like both of them. Okay, uh, which means they hung out with me. So if I say something here that is not true, they will call me out. <laughs> um, but I feel like when I was in high school, my perception of Ricky was him like standing on the edge of what we were talking about and laughing very loud and being like, "Here's the better version of that." I have a version of that. Let me punch that up for you. Yeah, let me punch that up. But, like, also, I'm here if you want to, like, have a conversation. But he also is just, like, slightly confused most of the time. (laughs) Like, not in a mean way. Um, I think we were all slightly confused in high school. And I think that's the beauty of these characters, right? Is we can all see pieces of ourselves in all of the characters, of course. But if we were boiling them down, Um, Josh, if I were going to boil you down. I don't I think you would be busy Phillips like I I knew you I knew you a long time right but then like yeah but then I didn't know you for a while and then you came back to high school and you were like new and dangerous because you had been to another state and you were like (laughs) you're like man I've done stuff you can't even imagine like I had cigarettes (laughs) and things and I was like oh okay well smoking I, isn't cool so um I had but... so my
1: so my weird thing about high school is I went to two different high schools so I went to and I had two different like personas basically because at generic American high school name which is where I, where I started high school there like I', I born and raised any town USA so I started there I went to American, American high school name for about the first half of freshman year and then i left and i would and here we think, here we go because school colors so then i move and i'm like I'm like cool i get to go to a new high school and i go to this new high school and all of a sudden i'm like this mysterious kid from any town usa that everyone wants to get to know that like an american high school name was the nerdy kid that that got picked on a lot just my shoes got thrown on the roof a few times by some bullies like I got picked on <laughs> a lot and then I go to Nebraska and it was like it was a complete flip of the switch and I like got into a band and all of a sudden I was like the cool kid so I got two different aspects of high school because you know, not only did I come out here, but then I went back to Anytown, USA for six months, and then back to to Nebraska for the rest of high school. And like it just, it was a really weird kind of push and pull thing that happened to me in my high school years. And uh, I got a lot of different perspectives for sure.
2: Well, and at so when you came back, I would say you were Busy Phillips because you had really long hair. And yeah. your coat was too big and you were like the black hair kind of in and... people's faces and stuff. And I was yeah. like, what is he doing? Like this kid is like tiny. <laughs> like in, I was a, in very, the nicest way. <laughs> I was very
1: confident because I had just gotten from a place that boosted my yeah. confidence like a hundred percent. And so I get back to yeah. Colorado. And it, it only took about a month to be like, Oh yeah, these people still hate me.
2: <laughs> okay. So let's catch up. On this beautiful live chat. Okay, so Rona says, in 2002, I turned 40, so I could mother this whole cast. And Meg says, I graduated in 2002. Callie says, I finished my first year of elementary school in 2002. Uh, Josh, you are still the mysterious kid from Colorado we all want to know in a school <laughs> with a capital C. Um, but he's Aww, not in Colorado thanks. anymore, Rona. You have to go further east to get I'm to him. I'm back
1: now. in Nebraska again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Ricky D good segment, man. I liked that. I think that was a good base, like baseline figure out where everybody's at. Okay. I'm going to throw some names out there that I didn't know were in this show until right now. Shia LaBeouf plays the mascot. Uh, Rashida Jones, Karen Filippelli from the office is in this. Lizzie Kaplan is in this. I noticed her name in the credits says girl one. I still don't know where she was, but I'm excited to see her in like five years. Um, I Leslie really... Mann. I, and like I said, oh, wow. I didn't know Leslie Mann was in this.
0: Judd Apatow's wife.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this where they met, maybe?
0: Probably. I don't actually know, but wouldn't be surprised.
2: Jason Schw- Schwartzman, David Krumholtz is in this. I mean, there are a lot of people in this that you know from other things. Cast. Speaking of, oh, I thought you said a Stiller cast. Ben Stiller is also in an episode or two.
1: Meg's going to be in Nebraska this year. That's interesting. Hit me up. We'll go She's have a good gonna time. She's also going to be in Colorado this year, Josh. Go drinking some um, cornfields. <laughs> I just... That's what they I, do out there. Don't
0: forget Goldberg from Mighty Ducks is in here. Oh, that's okay, right. So, what a
1: mighty dick he was. And
2: he... Okay. So let's talk about this, you guys. If If the three of us were hanging out, okay, and we were... Here's the thing. I don't think... Josh, I don't think once you got back to to Colorado that you got bullied much,
1: right? Not not as much. No, no, no. I I I okay. skated. I was a skater when I came yeah. back, so it was a little yeah. different. Okay. <laughs> I went from click to click, um, kind of like you, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you drew hard lines. You were like, I, I hate this click now. I'm in this click. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Meg, thank you for trying, though. We appreciate that. She says, Josh, there is literally nothing in Nebraska but you. I checked.
1: There's like That's true. A couple other things. But. Oh,
2: your g- good point, uh, Rona. Josh is still from Colorado. That is a good. That will never Correct. change. Correct. I, I guess that never changes. Gentlemen, if we were if we were hanging out now, okay, we're you, Ricky D, Josh, and I. We're in a real life social situation. I know it involves a little bit of imagination. We are in a real life social situation together, and somebody shows up that could definitely kick all of our asses individually but maybe not if we all worked together ricky you're muted given that setup which role do you think which of us would inhabit i personally think that nowadays i would be more of the uh sam uh sam levine character like the Neil uh, character. I think I would be more like, okay, let's avoid this. Let's. There's a lot of ways around this. I think that would be m- me more now. Uh, what do you? Which which character would you guys identify with now as
0: as a semi adult? I would definitely be the guy that showed up to watch, but then got pulled into the fight.
1: <laughs> and I would be the Martin Starr character, the one that's like, yeah, we're actually here to beat your ass, right, guys, right? <laughs>
0: You got my back, right? <laughs> the only time I've ever been in a fight was third grade. I got sent to the principal's office. There were other kids actually fighting. I jumped in and I started grabbing people's arms and spinning them around. <laughs> and that was how I got involved.
1: I was gonna it ask was just you guys. Basically if, just like I was gonna ask you if yeah. you've ever been in a fight. I have never once been in a real fight. I have been punched, but I have never thrown a punch. Jesse, have you ever been uh, in a fight?
2: Okay, so yes. Um, I, bo- all of mine took place in middle school. Uh, so the okay. first one I want to say was sixth grade. And in the school that I was in, the boys' bathroom, right when you walk in, there was a big mirror above the urinals. So like, as you're standing at the urinal, you can see people coming in behind you, right? So I'm standing at the urinal and I see somebody coming in behind me and it's one of those urinals that's constantly just got water flowing. So this kid comes up behind me and he like puts his hands out like he's going to push me and you know, I'm going to, my, my shirt is going to hit the urinal water that's flowing and then I'm going to be covered in urinal water. And I'm like watching this kid walk up behind me like, is this going to happen? Is he going to do it? Like, there's no way he would do it, right? Like people don't just do that to people. And then he did it to me. But because I was like looking at him in the mirror, I just like aimed with the mirror, right? So like I did a full rotation fist into face, like all the way around and laid this kid out. Now, I think he probably was your
0: wiener still out.
2: I think he probably would have just accepted that he had been hit in the face. Of course not, Ricky D. I was covered in urinal water, but I took a moment to zip myself up. Like if you're going to friggin' if you're going to do anything, right? Because he's standing there laughing at me because now I'm covered in urinal water. So full rotation, hit this kid in the face. And I think that if it, if that had been the end of it, I think he would have been like, dude, that's fair. Like, it's fine. But our teacher happened to walk through the door of the bathroom as I was connecting with his face. So all he saw was me just lay this kid out. And he picked me up immediately. It was like, detention. And I was like, I didn't do anything. And he went that's not true, and I went, I suppose that's fair. Uh, So we both got detention for that. This is awesome. Um,
1: Uh, Rona says in first grade she had to stand in a corner for picking a fight with a fifth grader, fifth grade boy, and then Callie says, does fighting your sibling count because then uh, I have never been in a fight, and Rona says, Callie, liar, liar, pants on fire. I feel like there is a story (laughs) there, and I would like to continue hearing about it. But I could totally please, see you turning around and just socking some guy in the face.
2: please put that in the live chat if you have it. So the other thing that happened to me, i was it was like a I was in a hallway in I think seventh grade, and some kid like tackled me from behind that i it was like, I am going to strike you repeatedly now, but I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> but but like i do I do have to hit you until somebody pulls us apart now because you've attacked me right And you know, in middle school, it's like, that's kind of all you have (laughs) like you you literally either sink or swim you you could die so i was like i'm just gonna swing for the fences at all times i didn't get into any fights after that and in fact most of my life i have been the hey let's not um fight these people hey let's leave before the cops show up sort of a person um and i have friends that can attest to that
1: (laughs) i'm seeing i'm more like the chihuahua where i just bark a lot and then eventually someone kicks me and i'm like okay i'm sorry.
0: But I've had a that's... few parking lot,
1: like, fuck you, what are
0: you going to do? Come on. And, and oh, they yeah. kind of shout at me. Uh, like one time some guy almost hit me coming into a little parking lot complex. So I was just like, dude, you drive like an asshole. And he starts coming at me. But it always ends up with, what, you're not going to hit me? No, I just wanted you to know you're a dick. That's where. That's all I need to do. I don't need to swing at you. I just need you to know you're a dick.
2: Right. And I think that's what growing up is. Right, like that's all growing up is—is is going. I just want that person to know that the loathing that I have for them is pure and unadulterated and cannot be stifled, no matter what they try. It's the pure hatred of a thousand sons Yeah. So
1: yeah, when I was in middle okay. school, I'm pretty sure I I said at least once, and I'm 103 pounds, thank you, because I was a very <laughs> tiny kid in middle school and like could, could not hold my own. <laughs>
2: Are you 103 pounds now? I'm sorry. I couldn't <laughs> you are very, very thin. You have a figure that a lot of people would be jealous of. To I, that you point, know, you're on...
1: actually 150 pounds. Just, just say it. Did you, did you know that? I believe you.
2: <laughs> I When I was on, I had a moment when I was on Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that reviews the Hollywood film industry for the greater good, talking about the classic movie, The Princess Bride, mm, which, by the way, a good episode is, that was. Yeah. Since become their twentieth most downloaded oh, episode ever. Episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, out of twenty out. out of three hundred and eighty five <laughs> plus, yeah, they've been going for like eight years. Um, Anyways, Sean said, "You're a skinny guy," and skinny guys, this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, "I don't know that I've ever been referred to as a skinny guy in my life." Girls? And then I thought, "Oh, it's because I'm always standing next to Josh. That's why no one has ever called me skinny." So. I blame Ouch. that on you. Sorry and about I, that. It is a compliment. <laughs> no, it's hundred percent. It's totally cool. I, I think, I think, I think I'm comfortable with who I am now. You guys. So, ditto. Now let's get back to high school, Ricky. I didn't ask if you were comfortable <laughs> with who I was. Let's get back to high school. So this kid, uh, this this show, right? It's the setup that you've seen a hundred times. It's not now. It's twenty or thirty ish years ago. You guys, it's actually closer to forty or fifty years now. It's forty two years ago because it
1: was nineteen eighty.
2: Yep. Yeah. So but like the setup, right, is nostalgic
1: level of years ago.
2: (laughs) And it's all high school. But it's just like every, you know, eight to nine years, another one of these goes on TV and goes, Yeah, but this is what it was really like and kind of unfiltered, right? I really feel like this show captured some of that. Um, But is that, do you think maybe one of the reasons that it didn't last? Like, was it too unfiltered? Was it too, like, I mean, not to be that guy, but was it too real for people? Like, was it too, like, this is uncomfortable because I can see myself in these characters and I don't like introspection. The mind is a den of scorpions best left undisturbed. And introspection is not good.
0: Uh, You know, I hate to be... That guy, but I feel like the show might have been a little bit too early. Hmm. Uh, you know, it uh also I do have a little bit of information. Uh I I was I watched the director commentary and they mentioned why they thought the show was canceled. Uh and so I've got a little bit of thoughts on that. Uh I guess I've got some of Judd Apatow's thoughts on that. Uh so the character Eli, uh there's the moment where he's on the bleachers with Goldberg and Goldberg's kind of making fun of him. And Lindsay comes up and she's trying to be nice to him, but she actually, in the process of being nice to him, she brings up a word that uh, I guess isn't very appropriate. Uh, So she upsets Eli and he goes running away and he falls off the bleachers and breaks his arm. And then they go to commercial. That was about the halfway point of the episode. In between those two commercial breaks, they lost three million viewers. Whoa. Yeah.
2: Are you like they could just measure that that exactly? That's that's insane.
0: Yeah. So they lost three million viewers because they took this uh, compromised character and he broke his arm, which was very difficult for a lot of people to see. And they all decided to watch Cops instead.
2: (laughs) Where you'll never see something like that ever. Uh, Wow.
1: It's still difficult to this day to watch. I just, that's
2: crazy to me. Like, it, I, I really feel like that moment is so integral to this episode as far as, like, the character arc that Lindsay is
0: on. Yeah, Eli and, is a very important part of her character arc in this episode, definitely.
2: And to have, like, dude, that just makes me so mad at people who watch TV. Yeah. Like, it, it makes me feel like people are, like you know, oh, I don't want to think, or like, oh, now there's like, like, it, what is
1: it? It makes like... me uncomfortable, so I don't want to be put in that sort of self-realization <laughs> right. Meanwhile,
0: we're on season 40 of American Idol. Right. We are <laughs> got 107 seasons. Jersey shorts. Law and order.
2: Yeah, and Aaron makes the a very good uh, elaboration on that point. She thinks that these shows also the show like uh, my so-called life were canceled because they were too real. If both had been around during streaming days, I bet they would have survived. Yes, yeah. There'd be, there'd be eight, nine seasons of this show totally now. Agree. Um, And I would argue though, that like every year now you get eight or nine attempts at a show like this, <laughs> but, um, but it's easy to see why. Right. So to that point though, like her character is, I mean, that's the emotional core of this episode for me, easily. I would think that's meant to be the emotional core of the episode, but like to have her go, you know, all I'm trying to do is go from person to person and just relieve a little bit of their terrible day. And most of the time I end up screwing that up Mm -hmm. is like, I mean, it's pretty, I guess you could say it's ahead of its time for a cis het white female character to realize that making issues about herself is not the way to go about helping people solve them like that's pretty advanced progressive thought for you know the year that it was 2002 so or, wait was this 2000
0: 99 2001 yeah, 99. yeah wow
2: man this is an old show it looks really good it looks like it could have been shot today like, I think watching it, that was one of the things that struck me, is that it looks very modern. I think it might but yeah, look, but it
1: sounds... This You can tell by the sound that it's from the 90s. And that's probably just yeah. me, but, like... Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It's,
2: and I, but I yeah. think that Ricky makes a good point, because it's like, man, if 3 million people are going to go, oh, I feel challenged by this content, I don't like it, then, yeah, they're probably not going to like the rest of this show.
1: Like, <laughs> Well, and it's, it's also a all. testament to, like... <laughs> how this show really makes you think about things because i mean look when when we were in in school and stuff this this kind of situation has changed immensely through the years since i mean since you know when we graduated high school since you know after that this kind of interaction never happens anymore whereas like in the 80s and 90s these kind of interactions would would happen way more and you would see these kind of scenarios you know you'd You'd see a, a people picking on uh, a mentally disabled person just because of the way they are, and it's and it's super awful to like look back on that and be like, oh my gosh, like how how could these people do that? But it's it's good to like watch a show like this and be like, wow, they're really bringing to light how terrible people were back then, and like how much we have grown since then. Yeah. When I was
0: in middle school, we had uh, some special ed kids in choir class and a lot of people made fun of them. And I'm one day up. I, uh, one day I got into it and I made fun of one of the guys and I still look back to this day and I get goosebumps and I feel like a dirt bag just because I made fun of somebody because they're special ed. It was, ugh. It's, I yeah. take
2: it back. That's what growing up is. Is looking <laughs> at things you did in the past and going, like, "God, I suck." I'm a better person now. Yeah. And it's That's the number one adjective I use to describe you, Ricky D.
1: It's a hard thing to like look back on too because in the moment when you're around all those other kids and you're trying to be cool and you're trying to impress people and you're just trying to like fit in, you know, it 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 makes sense when you're 12 years old, 13 years old. And then when you get to this point in your life, you're like, wow, holy shit. I was an asshole. And I'm so proud of myself for not being that person anymore, because there are people out there that are our age in their thirties, forties that, uh, that are still like that, that still treat people like that. And it's, it's really disappointing to, to see that people haven't grown up, you know? So it's, it's, it's great to know that, that you've grown from that Ricky <laughs> and that, You know, you you realize that it's it's not a a cool thing, you know. But again, I think
2: I'm having a realization. I think Ricky D's uh, admitted Schadenfreude comes from him knowing that the people that are going through the terrible things he's watching them go through probably deserve it. (laughs) He's like, yeah, they were probably terrible when they were (laughs) kids.
0: There's a huge, giant chance that that person's a massive douchebag, and they deserve this horrible thing happening to them. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I hope it uh, ruins your kids <laughs> look, look
2: inward my son Holy cow. Um, yes so okay let's talk about freaks and geeks um, are we not so yeah I don't did you wow I. this is what I love about our show you guys is that we can talk about this and it is entirely within the context of oh. freaks and geeks well,
1: while we're on that subject though I, I really feel like the the whole Eli situation character is a reason, and I brought up a few reasons, why this show would not make it today. Like, if, if they were to release you have this a list? today, one of those top reasons that it wouldn't work with people is Eli. Another reason would be the excessive amount of bullying that you see throughout this show. Bullying is, like, super frowned upon. Personally, me, I think some kids need to be bullied just saying but like another reason is that one moment with Seth Rogen where he smacks that girl and she's like you creep and he goes what your butt was calling to me like though that's another reason you're just like oh man that's not
2: eh, but it's like it could still be in a show now to illustrate like look at this absolute creep like that character would be you know the worst character in the episode. I think in, in but and would be, though they
1: were looking at he, it as it was funny. What he said was supposed right. to be funny. That's
2: yes, that's a good point.
1: Um, and what and else it, do you have it, on it? List? Just wouldn't it? It wouldn't work. Um, that was that was that was it. That was it. Oh, well, the the guy the that's teenagers smoking kind of
0: a, uh, on campus.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I smoked on campus though, at the corner at generic American high school name. I was going to say it was a corner. But smoker's
2: corner we have a uh megan says sometimes public shame is necessary but kids can't read a room that is very well put meg thank you um yeah so i let's see i didn't have i don't think that i was ever bullied in school like i no, because you were the bully I don't know that I was ever no, you were, a bully. too. You, like, you were. like I obviously like you made said, fun of you. Yeah, and Ricky and our friends. But like I I don't know that I don't believe anybody would have considered me a bully. If I'm wrong, I would prefer one of you. No, to like like you said you were friends me.
1: with everybody. Like there there was no bully bone in your body. I on the other hand was a bit of a bully sometimes, especially coming out, going back and forth from places, find, you know, finding different confidences and then like i've been to nebraska oh dude (laughs) what a loser i was
0: (laughs) i had the worst time on the school bus in middle school i was at the Uh. last stop that showed up we got high schoolers on the bus and i was in middle school Uh, i was on the last stop and i had two friends on the bus but they sat together so i was singled out i got sent all the way into the back of the bus with all the high schoolers there was one enormous guy. He looked like the big guy playing dodgeball. He looked like that guy. He'd sit sideways on the seat, and he'd just push me off the edge. He'd just, the whole ride, he'd just slowly push me off the edge. And then the bus driver would go, everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. You in the back, sit on the seat. And this guy would just keep pushing me off the edge. Pushing me off the edge, and the bus driver would yell at me. And I was just, my brain was boiling because I wanted to follow the rules. And this guy wasn't letting me follow the rules. And I'm just in middle school, and there's nobody to help me on the bus. Man, I think, I think, Ricky D,
2: that you and I may have recognized in one another when we first met our love of following rules. (laughs) We're like, man, do you know how much fun it is to not get in trouble? Our friend Brittany Robison has joined the live chat, ladies and gentlemen. She says, I think we can all agree that the middle school is a pretty miserable time for most kids, 100%. Josh, I just
1: started a job at a middle school, and I can (laughs) attest to the fact that even 20 years after being in middle school, it is still a miserable place to be.
2: (laughs) Well, probably for a series of different reasons right now. (laughs) But yes, I I, I think that that's that's pertinent. I've got to point this out. Our friend Aaron says, I smoked on campus. We had a Smoker's Hill right in between our buildings, and teachers allowed it. But I went to an artsy alternative school. Oh,
1: jeez.
2: I know you don't sound like that, Aaron. I just couldn't help myself. I honestly, 100%, this is not a joke or anything, Aaron, I legitimately picture you in my head as Jane from Daria. You're like in school. You would have been that much cooler than I was, and just like impossibly, like intelligent compared to me, who would have been like the what is her brother's name? Uh, Trent. He's like whoa. <laughs> we should do a Daria podcast, you guys. They're bringing that show so, back. I. They are. Uh, Meg says I just smoked off campus. Um, <laughs> Technically, I was so, off yeah. campus
1: too. The smokers' corner was off campus, I... <laughs> but.
2: Aaron, I know you weren't saying it in that voice. I just explained this. Wow. I love you, and I hope you understand that that was all meant in her most respectful tone. Now, you guys, where are we in this show? We've we've had a bully. We've had uh, a dodgeball going on. We've got Broken Linda boats. Cardellini. We haven't talked about- and What's going on with this? Go ahead, John. First
1: crushes. Mr. Sam gets his coat delivered oh. by the cheerleader, and all of a sudden- she likes him, and he's in love with her. And I find that funny because uh, that's exactly what happens in, you know, high school. When, oh my God, a girl talked to me. A girl remembered my coat. That's my coat. She must <laughs> like me. I I need to ask her to the dance. I, I uh, uh, Do you guys well, have any like ahead, crushes that you like did that with? Where maybe they brought Hold you a pen before back before
2: Ricky oh, loses his train of thought because it will happen. <laughs> It's okay
0: oh okay uh I don't know if Jesse knows this but we're not quite Eskimo brothers, but we are Ooh. Eskimo step cousins uh, on. I believe that we have touched the same boob
2: okay I don't know that that <laughs> okay I was trying to figure out how the step cousin relationship works I'm just I it's, like, a further, it's a further it's a further um relation so yeah um here's a let's see. Consensually it's the most respectful consensually. way yeah, let's... oh yeah, it wasn't like, hey, there it is let's both touch it um <laughs> let's uh let's see it what's the most respectful way I can phrase this Josh and Ricky and I all went to the same school and it, there were not that many students at that school, so like the was... the dating population yeah. had a lot of overlap and you That's had, had t- kids
1: there,
2: and I have good taste. Thank you, Ricky D. I, I totally agree with you. Josh, were you asking, did we have any crushes that were based on the impossibly small thing?
1: Yes. Like like your first crush in high school or something, was it based on some stupid small like person touched your hand when, when you went to go pick up the notebook that the bully slapped out of your hand or something like that? Like,
0: uh, I've got one if you want to think for a moment, Jesse. Uh go for it. Sixth grade. We're going into middle school for me a lot. Uh, but sixth grade, <laughs> the girl that had the locker right next to me, major, major crush on her, uh, probably just cause I got to see her every day, but I got yeah. to the point where I was putting notes in her locker only like three, I think, but I was sent, I was putting notes in her locker and I figured she was getting them and ignoring them. And then I backed off, but then the last day of school came and we're all cleaning out our lockers and she's right next to me and she pulls up these crumpled pieces of paper, from the bottom of her uh, locker and she starts reading them and I could clearly tell it's the notes that I shoved in her locker like four months ago and I just looked at her I go, uh, uh, I'm over it. And <laughs> I just went, I just walked away. <laughs>
2: Dude, I'm embarrassed right That's now. Amazing. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. I was the kid that like took a, oh man, I and this was in middle school too, but I wrote, you know, we, you know, we had dances in middle school, and <laughs> high school, you know, and like, I took a note that I wrote to a girl that I, that I liked, and like, I wrote, "Will you go to the dance with me?" You know, and had her name on there and stuff. And yes she,
0: or no? Check one.
1: Well, yeah, but she said no, <laughs> so I erased her name on the note and wrote someone else's name, <laughs> and gave it to that person, and kept doing it till I got called out. I, I eventually got called out as. There's somebody else's name behind my name here. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Um, I just wanted to go to the dance with someone. No one ever wanted to go to the dance with me.
2: (laughs) That is the most intense secondhand embarrassment I have felt in a long time. Ricky D, like that was a beautiful story, and thank you for sharing that with us. Wow, um, Meg, no, uh, Ricky D did not touch his cousin's boob. What he was referring to was the term Eskimo brother, which is where two people have slept with the same individual. Uh, he was saying Eskimo step cousin because uh, it's just a the whole further relation. Was not gone, yeah, uh, a more remote relation. I think is the yeah. term. Um, Callie says Ricky, what? <laughs> um i <laughs> Callie also says i was once known as the girl that had dated every guy in her class while spreading people that failed to message there were only two guys in our class <laughs> i married one of them oh, yeah. I feel um, like that, that is fair the details the details matter yes 100 percent um
1: boys are weird
2: <laughs> i'm you guys i have to guess that like Every crush that I ever developed or acted upon or like relationship that I initiated probably maybe my entire life was because she laughed at something I said. Like that has to be like,
1: all oh, I she need thinks to I'm funny. I'm,
2: oh she knows I'm fun. No, she has a good sense of humor is what that means. So <laughs> um as Ricky said, I have good taste. So I didn't say that. He said it. I, I like I said. I'm known for being a certain way on our podcast, and I wouldn't want to disappoint our very hateful, angry... Well, listener. speaking of girls, they're preview.
1: freaking vicious, and this show really, really emphasizes Ugh. that. That blonde girl is, I don't want to say Kim the Kelly. word, but good lord.
0: My high school girlfriend was definitely a Kim Kelly.
1: Like you, You dated the girl that dumped other girls' purses out and stuff?
0: Not quite that vicious, but just a lot of internal anger and displacing it on the world.
1: Yeah.
2: And you were hoping that most of that would get displaced on you. Yeah, I was gonna fix her.
0: I was gonna make everything better.
2: I thought maybe you also had like a a little bit of a
0: you know like a sadomasochism thing going on. I
2: don't know. Maybe that goes with mostly just
0: she was having problems and I was gonna fix her. I was gonna make everything okay. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Oh, the things that I go through your daddy. head in I high school, I feel really bad now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the uh, did you guys ever play seven minutes in heaven? There's a seven minutes in heaven chat going on. I never I did, that. no like, man.
0: I was such a loser in college, I would uh hang out with people at parties and they would play
1: uh, spin show, the bottle,
0: stup- spin the bottle, something like that. And <laughs> I would hang out on the edge and just crack jokes and not even play with them. Uh, I had a girlfriend at the time, but still, spin the bottle. Who gives a crap? But, yeah, I just stood on the outside. Like, I could have I could have made some progress if I wanted to get involved with that, but I just, I was like, germs? No, I want to kiss random Ricky girls. you wanted to follow the
1: rules. <laughs> yes. Dude. <laughs> yes. Speaking of following <laughs> yes. the rules, spin the bottle was the first time that I ever kissed a boy because it landed on a boy and everyone in the room was like, Oh, no, no, no! Oh, no, you have to. It was like when when a girl spins and it lands on another girl, and all the guys are like, "Oh!" Like it. The same thing happened to to me and my buddy. And you know what? Whatever. <laughs> I have a a very
2: good longtime friend that uh, when when I was first becoming friends with him, somebody said something about like you know what are two guys gonna kiss then and he like jumped into their conversation was like hey that's okay if it's to get two girls to kiss <laughs> <laughs> and i was like uh no nope, nobody said anything <laughs> about that man like but uh, all right like it was but i mean he's one of the most confident people i have ever met in my life <laughs> and he did it for comedic effect specifically um Callie says, Spin the Bottle was the worst, second only to Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare was stupid in high school because kids would go, Truth, and they'd be like, Do you think I'm cute? And they'd be like, I mean, Dare. And then they would go, I dare you to tell the truth. And stupid. It's the dumbest thing.
1: And I did understand the assignment. In college, Meg
2: Meg says, In college, we moved on to Never Have I Ever. I like that game. That was fun. Yeah, those are fun. Do you guys want to play Never Have I Ever? Okay. So, um, we have, you want to test those calls, the... but <laughs> We have, we have uh, a, a dance happening. Okay. Dances are always portrayed in media as this huge stress thing, this huge like social anxiety generator. And like, you have to have a date. or you going to the dance? Everybody's going to the dance. I think I went to maybe like five dances ever in high school maybe yeah.
1: I like, never went to prom
2: I did you I did you go to prom? Ricky I'm pretty sure I went you were in the group of people that I went to prom yep.
0: with right And I also yeah, went to homecoming we have, with them a couple times but that's about like it not
2: with me yeah. but like in a group of people with me yes uh Josh did you go to did you go to homecoming
1: um I did go to homecoming in Nebraska but that was the only I went to one and that was, it. Yeah, I never went to any other dances. So we, I can't
2: ask anybody here because it wouldn't work for us. But uh, ladies in the live chat, have you ever asked somebody to a city's Sadie Hawkins dance? I was asked to one of those one time. And, uh, as Ricky had alluded to, there are some things that you still feel bad about the way that you handled when you were a kid. And this is a thing that gives me just an intense internal shame that I don't really want to talk about. So I'm not going to, um, but I I would like to know if you... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nick says, one day, when I have more time, I'll tell you about going to prom with a guy and his girlfriend. Spoiler alert. I married him. Like, at prom? Because,
1: damn. <laughs> Kelly, the Sadie Hawkins dance is when the girls ask the guys about the dance. And we actually had middle school dances. We had like four dances a year in middle school. Which was kind of And I never went to
2: those. Yeah, ever. Uh, Well, Erin went to a fancy art school in Boulder, so she didn't have Sadie Hawkins dances. They probably had, like, Georgia (laughs) O'Keeffe dances that all the parents, like, protested against. A lot of long, flowing gowns at that dance. So, Jesse, Um, I'm
0: going to pull away from the show again, talk about high school. Do you remember (laughs) when we... Uh, stripped all the caution tape off of a bunch of barriers, and we started putting like caution tape headbands and sashes, and we made like fa- basically clothes out of caution tape. And because they were black yep. and gold, just like our school colors, and we would stand uh, in the audience and we would basically run the cheers. It, I
2: believe that that actually caught on and stayed for a couple of years past really? us. Be- yeah, because I mean, well, you remember going to the football games? Like people would start doing it because we were doing yeah. it. And then it was—I mean, like you know how high schoolers are. Once there's a thing, they're like, oh, "I want to do the
0: thing," <laughs> you know. And then so. we found you could buy caution tape at Home Depot. Like we had never considered <laughs> the idea that caution tape wasn't like a specialty government item. Yeah, we
2: figured. Yeah, you got—you have to have some kind of license <laughs> yeah. for that, so that you're not just like caution taping off like some important zones, right? Like you can't just determine your own zones as a child. That doesn't make sense. But yeah, we did, we did do that thing. Um, It was incredibly uncomfortable, but like as three guys who have a podcast together, there is nothing like the thrill of knowing that other people consider you entertaining. Right. (laughs) Like there's just something about that. Like, even if it's because they're hate watching you or hate listening to you. And I can't believe you left us that review, you jerk. But like, I just, it's like that thing is so intrinsic to the three of us. Right. Like, we have always been trying to entertain a crowd in front of us since high school. Like, for Josh and I, it goes back even further than that. But it's just, it's really cool, I think, that we get to have this chance to talk about this stuff because we're watching Freaks and Geeks. And I think that that's what's going to make doing this once a year a perfect format for Freaks and Geeks. Our friend Sean from Cheapseat Reviews said, well, I hope your show lasts 18 years then. And I said, Well, obviously, now it will by design. (laughs) Right. That's what we're doing, Sean. Ricky D will not allow the show to die until (laughs) Freaks and Geeks has been completed. So I am a genius, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're wearing it for the long Um, haul,
1: basically. So
2: So, we have some answers in our live chat. Um, Aaron said four dances a year, LOL. Oh, sorry. Callie said four dances a year, and then Aaron said LOL. I feel like you're... Like being mean to people who are not there anymore, we were children, leave us alone, Aaron. Megan I think Aaron's says, laughing at,
1: at the way you were that, making though. fun of her school and they protesting and the Georgia O'Keeffe thing. Yeah. Oh, Just to clarify,
0: Aaron, Georgia O'Keeffe, I appreciate you
1: so much.
2: <laughs> I think that, as I said to Aaron on Twitter the other day, I think that she and I have more in common than either of us would prefer. Uh, Megan, we didn't call them that. She says, Callie says, we had two dances in all of high school. Practice prom in year nine. Oh, that's practice? Year that and prom a year later. Oh, I was going to say year nine was very European, but. I mean a practice prom I guess. Oh wow. um, Meg says, Callie, we had at least four, but not everyone could go to all of them. Meg had been banned from a couple of dances. You think you all know why. Uh Rona says we had four dances per term, three terms per year. Oh, they had trimesters. Did you guys ever go to a school that had trimesters? Blech. Do not like. Um but yeah, it's this is all very uh interesting um jaunt down memory yeah. lane. Yeah. Aaron, I should have more faith in you. I'm sorry. I really should. And I'm not joking. And I promise from here on out, I will. That's
1: a Can I ask cheat. you guys something? So. Did you have family yeah. dinners? Because the family dinners in this show are absolutely insane.
2: <laughs> I will field this question. Uh, okay. Yes. We specifically had family dinner every night and you sat down at whenever it was ready it was typically between a time and a time right there's like a range of times that it could start and if you didn't want to eat that was fine but you would sit at the table with the family and talk and then when everyone was done then you would get up and go um my mom was very like you're gonna eat what i made or you're not gonna eat which in high school eventually became well then i'm not gonna eat uh which then i would just, you just i eat. would go eat it later <laughs> but yeah. Um or yeah, I would just sit there and eat it. But I really do think that I never understood that tendency in television shows or like real life until I was a dad. And then it was like, dude, like okay, so peek behind the curtain. I've been working overtime all week. I'm going back to work tomorrow after the show is done. And then I'm working overtime again next week. And even in a regular week where I'm not doing that, I'm like, man, I wish I had just a few more hours in the day to spend with my family. Like, just any few more minutes would be great. So I fully understand now that those are just dads grasping at their family right? It, it, it's, it, it is a sad thing, and it comes across that way, I think, a little bit. Um, but this is masterfully done, because they also use these exclusively for humor, right? Like, this is the same joke from Arrested Development. That's why you always leave a note. <laughs> you know, it's like, he you know died. what happened to that guy? He died. <laughs> yeah, like, if you take your clothes off, you will get pregnant and die. So, I... Yeah, I I did have family dinners. No, my dad was not that guy. <laughs> Ricky, did you uh, have
1: family dinners
0: early in life like okay. the first half of elementary school and then it all just devolved into eating in front of the TV after like <sighs> I was after 10 years old. The only time we ate together was Taco Thursday watching Survivor.
2: Taco Thursday watching Survivor at the Ricky D household. Man, that is like A very, very specific vibe that for some reason I can very easily picture. Our friend Brittany is still with us, says, I didn't have typical family dinners growing up. We try to do it now with our kids, no phones, no TV during dinner. That is a brilliant idea and something that we have attempted and i chose the word attempted for a reason <laughs> it is difficult to do with a toddler as i'm sure that you know but yeah i think i think there's a huge value in it our friend meg said that they still do it every night as well um but i definitely i even looking back and going there were some of those where i was like why am i sitting here now you know i am beyond grateful that my folks did that right and and i do i will try to do that with my daughter when she's a little bit more like uh, receptive to See, in
1: my, uh Brittany says they just started recently. My family Excellent. dinners were not the typical ones either. I believe, Jesse, you were there for a couple of them or one of them. Maybe just one. Uh, most of my friends came over for dinner once and that was it because when they came over for dinner not only did they get to sit there and, and talk to my family but then they got to sit there after dinner and read a devotional and a Bible verse and talk about why you know that devotion was was prevalent to life and 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 stuff like that so
2: which if you're not expecting it can really throw you off (laughs) like if you thought you were just going over for dinner that can throw you off you feel a little bit trapped so needless to say i didn't have a lot of friends Um, over for dinner especially when you've never met this person yeah like but a hundred percent i have met josh's parents
1: they're they're great they're great i mean they're, they're great the the there's some there's You're some great. weird things some weird <laughs> things in uh, in my childhood and early years that you know I learned learned some things <laughs> <laughs> they're great they're but they're great. They're great.
2: Uh, yes, I. I no. Seriously, a hundred percent. Like the last time that I saw Josh's dad in particular, it was very like. I think it was the first time that I ever felt like I was respectable enough to be in the same room as him. So I was like, yes.
1: He's a lot. Right? He's a lot better now. Um, we we got in nice. You know, but you know that thing like conversation have you ever had that thing with a friend's
2: parent where you're like I think they thought I was the bad kid and now they like maybe now they know
1: that I wasn't the bad kid it was their kid well the no kid. because like... I was always the bad kid like it didn't matter all of oh, all of my friends point. parents Actually, were like true. you' with know that kid again
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I that's I was yes that's true <laughs> I was never really a bad kid but I was c- bad compared to the people I hung out with like all of their parents were doctors and lawyers and They were all on the up and ups and I I was a little rough around the edges. Yeah.
2: Yes, I would say that Ricky D and I we hung out with kids that were like all
0: went to MIT.
1: Galaxy brain kids, right? You guys were very, very intelligent kids. Like bring your Xboxes to each other's houses and play Halo all night. Like not saying that's what you did, but that's something that like your group of friends and that's not a that's a respectable right. thing in high school to do. Me on the other hand, I was the type of kid that went out to lakes and got super drunk and did school all the time. So <laughs> No, these
2: were kids like their parents were like, Oh, you all want to be in one place with each other at yeah. our house? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Like that's totally fine. Fu- I mean, because like think about it. If you had a kid that was fifteen and they were like, Can my friends all be under your supervision? you'd be like that sounds awful, but at least I will know where you are, so sure. Yeah. <laughs> like but they I, I I think Ricky would agree with me, like everyone we hung out with was smarter oh, than us. Yes. But we were like we were able to uh hold your own. I think Ricky and I were I think well, I think Ricky and I were arguably more socially intelligent than yeah. they were. So I think it was a a good balance where it was like, we can help you guys feel like you're, you know, Normies. cool. <laughs> and and yeah, and and you can help us succeed in all ways like at all times <laughs> and and it wasn't like uh it wasn't like how ah, we tricked him right like <laughs> yeah, they were absolutely. our friends and and if they didn't want to they could have just told us to go home
0: like they they right, had when we got steven to be prom king
2: <laughs> okay yeah so great. there was a kid at our school who's very quiet very socially awkward never spoke to girls like didn't want to date he was just really
0: and a genius among genius
2: beyond smart right and we thought it would be, he, but he was the sweetest kid. And we were like, Hey, what if we just told people to vote for
0: him for prom King? Cause like, well, we made posters. Go. We and campaigned. Was,
2: oh no. Yeah. We got crazy with it. But like, initially it was a joke. We were like, Oh, that would be funny. And then we were like, no, let's, let's go all the way. And it, and it happened. Like, um, my parents were the honorary parents to my friend's, my parents were the honorary parents to my friends because they were so accepting and loving to everyone. Megan says nodding at the TV like Jesse can see <laughs> me. I love it, Megan, thank you. Yeah, I just I don't think that I invited a lot of kids over for dinner either, Brittany. I know that there were like Josh had been to my house for dinner. I don't know if Ricky had Not been for to Not for dinner. I know I've
1: met
0: your parents, but I don't think I ever had dinner. Yeah. But-
2: and it was it was that thing I was telling you about where it was like Dinner was like this: like we're all gonna sit down at the table and we're gonna talk. And I didn't want to be like, "Okay, guys, here are the rules," you know. So it's just like, I'm not gonna invite people over for that. But yeah, I I really, you guys, I'm really enjoying talking about this trip down memory lane lane with you, as it relates to everything's been a
0: train wreck since Um, high school, at least personally.
2: (laughs) But we. But to that point, like it's, it felt like Ricky's prom king thing that he's talking about felt like a TV moment where everybody rallied around a kid that was not popular and went, he's a good person, though. Let's make him popular, like by force. And it literally worked. Like the kid had a date to prom and was elected prom king. It's, it's history. That's like it happened. So I think it was very cool.
1: My high school TV moment was when they tried to ban skateboarding and there was a, Uh, one day like all of us skateboarders there was like 50 50 of us i think 40 or 50 of us that like protested we all stood outside at the flagpole when school started with our skateboards and they they pulled us into the office they they pulled the top 10 people into the office the leaders into the office and we basically negotiated a deal with the principal that allowed us to be able to have our skateboards on on premise which was super cool that was kind of my like tv high school moment you know like you go into like a courtroom and you have like an actual debate with someone about this is our this is our way of life man we travel to school this way you can't just take it away from us what are you gonna make us walk from six blocks away (laughs) why is it so easy to picture josh holding a skateboard going this is my
2: way of life man um Callie says that sounds like a story Stephen will remember forever. I do, or tell his kids. I I do wonder. Like I I've actually lost track of him as a as a friend, as you do with people from high school. Um, but I I do wonder. Like that it does feel like the kind of thing where you would go, oh, I actually kind of forgot about that. But yeah, that did happen. Like it happens to me when I go through my closet and I see my letter jacket. I'm like, oh. I have a leather jacket. I totally forgot about that. Like, look, there's my name on the back. Okay. Did you guys go Um, to the 10-year anniversary? Let's... Mm. No. Let's wrangle this back. Should we talk about Nick's drum kit? There's a lot of people... Absolutely. ...that I don't... Yes, let's talk about the drum kit. Did you guys have, to that point... Josh, I think yours was skateboarding.
1: (laughs) Drumming, though.
2: Ricky, did you have a drum kit? drumming way more than skateboarding. uh,
0: I mean, obviously.
2: But I was going to let Ricky go first because it's his birthday. (laughs)
0: Uh, I would say writing for the newspaper, maybe that was kind of a moment that I really felt proud of. And I often think maybe I could start writing again.
1: Uh, <laughs> that a kind blog of at thing, uh,
0: yeah, I, I should use it. Uh, but yeah, I would say newspaper was my uh drum kit and obviously newspaper doesn't really exist anymore so it would have to be a different type of writing but
1: i the idea that other people were reading my stuff
0: that was important to me
1: dude and that's totally like music for me and i i had that kind of drum kit like i wanted the biggest drum kit i had a, I had my my sweet set and then i bought a, a bullshit, like pawn shop kit to add to it to where i had like these two kick drums and like six different toms going throughout the whole thing and like cheap ass cymbals like jason seagal's drum set is exactly what every high schooler's giant drum set looks like it's just a bunch of pieces pulled out of the trash put together to make a drum set none of the cymbals are the same even the toms are different colors and stuff it was it was such a like of a memorable thing for me because i had that i had two different kids one was red one was white and they like i put them together and it like it just i don't know it it definitely took me back but my my thing was was music for sure especially like when i came out when i left colorado in high school and came out here i got into like crazy bands and like you were saying ricky people reading your stuff is an incredible feeling like you know, we had CDs sold in some of the local shops out here. And that was one of those, you know, we walk into the store and there's our CD. And it's like, oh, my God, that's so cool, you know. So it definitely uh, my, my thing was was music and, and that.
2: That is, I think my favorite thing about that scene, and maybe the most unrealistic thing about that scene, is that as a high schooler, Jason Siegel's character is still able to go. No, I, it doesn't have to be a drum set. Like I don't. If, I, that's not the point. Like that's just an example. Like if if that were a real high schooler, he would go. Are you sure you're not into drums? <laughs> <laughs> like drums are
0: really sick. Well, that's that's
1: <laughs> why he carries drums. his drumsticks around the whole time because he wants to make <laughs> sure that everybody knows that he's a drummer.
0: You know, I what I got from this is Nick. Uh, he's more excited about his drum set than he is about being able to play the drums like he's more he does more talking about the drum set than he does playing on it and i thought that was yeah. really interesting
2: yeah well i mean that's like that is a common creative thing right uh thing for especially early in your like once i have all my tools yeah exactly you're like i just have to have the right tools and then i'll be able to create the magical thing and the answer is actually no, just start doing the thing and then by the time that you are good enough to use the tools that you want, you might have enough money to buy them.
1: And my dad actually when I told him I wanted to play drums, he was like, "Well, beat on your chest for a little while and and keep a beat and then maybe eventually we'll get you a drum set."
2: <laughs> I my dad was a bassist, so he said, "Learn to count before <laughs> and then we'll talk." Um my friend Megan Griffin in the chat says, Ricky D, you're still a wee babe even after 21 (laughs) trips around the sun. Um, Just to clarify, Megan, he will always be a wee babe to us here at Sudden But Inevitable. Gentlemen, we are nearing the end of the episode chronologically, I think. There's a dance happening. Uh, There was a fight that was supposed to involve all three boys, but then there was a meeting with a girl, and then there was this there was this dance, right? And, okay, we sort of glossed over most of the plot, but let's suffice it to say that Lindsay learns her lesson that her perspective, no matter how well-intentioned it is, is not necessarily the correct perspective. I don't know anybody that learned that lesson in high school, personally. I know I didn't learn that lesson in high school, personally. But it is nice... To see a character of that age have some agency and some, like, the ability to recognize, oh, (laughs) my perspective might not be all there is, right? Because she really does. She's like, I'm coming from a good place. Like, how could this not be good? Um, Meg, I apologize. I would have never said that to you, even in a live chat environment. That is... It was rude, and I apologize for Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. She said, I love you, and he said, where's Carla?
0: (laughs) Thank you, Meg. I love you. Please
2: go listen to Bed, Wed, or Behead. It is character analysis with a fun twist. Find out which of your favorite characters are going to get a ring, a fling, or murder. Murder. That's right, Megan. I did it live. Murderer. So, gentlemen. Is there anything else about this episode you feel we must discuss from a plot standpoint before we move into our selections for, like, favorite
0: dialogue from this
2: episode? I don't think I've
0: said the word mathlete yet. I just was going to bring that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have mathletes, LOL. (laughs)
0: Uh, I understand the idea of academic competitions and all of that, and they're great and important and helpful to the people involved, but the idea of calling them mathletes is so funny. And the other
2: thing... Is the teacher, or sorry, the guidance counselor, right? I feel like he might be on that list of reasons the show would not fly now. Because there's a little bit in the scene where it's just, yes, where it's just him and Lindsay in the office. And you, I mean, we know, right? Like, we're like, there's nothing bad that's gonna happen here. We've seen the show. But it's like, you could see now where people would be like, why is he alone with her in that office? And why is the door closed? And those are all fair questions to ask. And, you know, why is he saying, why don't you call me by my first name? Like, okay, that's groomer behavior, right? Like, they would start freaking out, which would be the correct reaction. Let me reiterate that. But I do appreciate that the show wasn't going there, if that makes sense. Like, I'm glad they didn't write that character to be creepy. Oh, me too. They're dealing with plenty
0: of important issues. That one would be a little gross. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or, and... Like they not sure, even too real, but just unnecessary. And they sure made it seem like it was going to go that way at first.
2: I don't think they did. I think that's maybe, our maybe, modern sense of right. watching it and going, Eww. maybe you're right. Like, <laughs> I think I that's fight what it is because I think he is meant to be. Yeah, I think he's meant to be like super. He's like the like, teacher from Beavis like, and Butthead.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna sit here and talk about love. Okay or the counselor from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Um but, but good point Ricky, thanks for saying. Mathlete. Mathlete. Uh do you um Meg says she's sorry she tried to love you enough for both oh. of them and I told her not to apologize for love
0: ever.
1: The uh, um the gym teacher. Josh, go ahead. Mr. Kalchevsky. Like what a cliche but also okay, every but least... gym teacher
0: ever.
2: <laughs> yes. He's got, he's got the ski last name, which makes Dude. him a gym teacher. And he chooses jo- um,
1: dodgeball so he can watch kids throw balls at other people's nuts. Like, it's the whole reason he, and- he chooses dodgeball. Hey, and Rosie. our
2: friend, I have to point this out, our friend Rosie has arrived. She says, happy birthday. Thank you, Rosie. D. Rosie is one of our biggest supporters of all time. Uh, I do appreciate that the PE teacher was like, okay, you can't throw it at people's <laughs> nuts. Like, he still enforced right. the rule, right? And then, as the kid was walking off, he was like, hey.
0: "I'm creating Lord um, of the Flies but, in here, but d- d- don't hit him in the nuts."
2: Right, like don't aim for the kid's balls. Like, you know, throw the ball, oh, sure, yeah. Man. But so I liked that little touch. It was very human. I thought, yeah, um, human. Uh, so do you guys have anything else you would like to bring up from the plot before we get into our selection?
1: the the biggest the biggest thing of, of this episode that really kind of pulls you into like the heart like the heart part of it is when uh, Lindsay starts talking about her grandma. Yeah And like you you kind of realize why she's going through the phase she's going through, right? like in in high school, I feel like there was always some sort of bit of trauma that made you change. A little bit about yourself and it seems like uh she you know she used to be a mathlete she was obviously one of those kind of nerdy geeky people and then all of a sudden her grandma dies in such a traumatic way in front of her basically that like she just changed her whole perspective on things you know and and kind of went off. What, what did uh, her her friend say? Millie asked, ask
0: her. asked uh, her brother to ask her why she's throwing her life away.
1: Right, right. And and she, it's not like she's throwing her life away. She's just having a hard time dealing with what she just had to go through with her grandma as as like a 15-year-old. And I kind of feel like Lindsay was Oof.
0: Millie just a few years ago. Lindsay and Millie right. were in very similar characters. And now they're very right. different characters.
1: And, and on that well, topic, there were so many people in school that you know, like if you were a really good friend with someone in elementary, and then you get to middle school or high school, and you start kind of branching away because you meet different people or you go through different experiences, and then that other friend is like upset that you're going to hang out with other people. It's kind of how that relationship is, is going with Millie and Lindsay.
2: I think Ricky is right that Lindsay was Millie. you know,
1: Prior. Basically. Yeah. But... To Josh's
2: point, like, she, Millie isn't bad, right? She's just happy. Naive. Uh, she's just naive. naive and worried about I'm
1: her friend about. that she was just doing things with right. that were... Because
2: in high yeah. school, mathletes could be your whole life. Or, you know, the next three years is a sizable portion of your life mathematically. So it's like, it feels like your entire life pivots on what happens in high school and they do a great job of really imbuing that honest drama in these Mm -hmm. characters right like high school matters because it hurts and it is difficult and it sucks but like you have to do it and like you really will come out better for it i mean i can only speak from a the perspective of somebody who's been through American public education. uh So maybe that's where I'm coming from. I mean, that's definitely where I'm coming from. Um, I didn't know that the coach was Biff from Back to the oh, Future. Yeah. Thank you, Rosie. I'm kind of mad at Ricky for not pointing that out. Like I apologize. It was his idea to watch this show, and he's like, My I've bad. got all these notes, you guys. I got the director's DVDs. Yeah, I just that is really cool. Um but I and and this is the point. Rosie makes a very good point. Lindsay's character is seeing that there may not be a payoff for being good.
0: Wow, that's good insight.
2: Yeah, and that's, like, there are, I would say that I have to relearn that lesson almost daily. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's a thing that you have to remind yourself of and then go, but that's not why you do good. Like, that's not why you comport yourself in a way that you feel is respectable right you don't do it because you're hoping somebody will reward you for it you do it for its own sake following the rules is awesome am i right ricky d can i get a hell yeah for following the rules
0: hell yes thank you did you guys
1: ever ditch class You freaking squares you never ditched did you
2: i i ditched okay so senior year i had like i think three classes on one of my days we had the alternating schedule where you go to four classes and then four classes so one day I had three classes and the other day I didn't have any classes so there were a lot of weeks senior year where I was like I'm just gonna not go to either day (laughs) um but I had all of my credits and I couldn't I couldn't miss out on enough credits to not graduate at that point so I was very like flippant about it
0: (laughs) the most I did is I would skip pep rallies Like the Friday before a big football game, like all through middle school, probably the first couple years of high school, I went to those awful, stupid, useless pep rallies. And it wasn't until like junior, senior year, probably because I had my own car where I finally was like, oh, I'm not going here. And also if I break this rule and I leave, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Holy crap.
1: No one's going to die. It's almost
2: like, Some of the systems set up here are completely artificial (laughs) and can just be walked through. Yeah. it. it, I mean, that's part of the realization of going to school, right? That's part of growing up is going like, oh, literally no one anywhere has any idea what they're doing ever. And that is terrifying. (laughs) But here we are. We turned it into a podcast. I think we're doing all right, guys. Now- are you guys ready to move into our segments? Because I think we only have one and a half segments this week, and I'm actually really excited for it. We didn't even make an intro slide for it. There's no sound effect. It doesn't matter. We're going to talk about our favorite moments of dialogue from this year's episode of Freaks and Geeks, because there's a lot of good dialogue in this show. And because it is Ricky D's birthday, we're going to let him go first. Ricky D, what is your pick? Josh, do you have clips? I don't even know. Nope. Nope.
0: Nope. I, I'm going to okay. throw out a couple of them. Like you said, there are so many good little bits of dialogue. I'm just going to pick a couple of them. Uh, the very I'll raise first... my hand
1: if you take mine.
0: All right. The very first line of the entire show is when that uh, football player and the cheerleader are making out on the bleachers. And he looks into her eyes and he goes, babe, sometimes I just, I love you so much. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Yeah, I get scared. I love you so much I'm scared. I was like, oh my God. Uh, that was just so funny because that that was how you felt in high school about stuff.
1: I'm pretty sure I've said uh, that, that to okay. somebody that's, in high school before. That's
2: Oh, okay. Yep, let's leave it all at that. Go yeah. ahead, Ricky.
0: Uh, another one, at one point, Seth Rogen's character, when he's arguing with Busy Phillips about the gum and all that, he just goes, why is everybody crawling up my butt? Which I felt was a very good high school emotion. You feel like every time you turn around, somebody's trying to pull you in some different direction somebody's trying to mess with you it's not even that big uh and last (laughs) yeah it's not a big deal everybody can f off uh and last one was martin Starr's character bill uh when alan is torturing them at lunch he just smashes uh sam's twinkies and bill goes alan what is the point of all this which again very good like high school feelings like why is this guy torturing me what is he gaining what happens at the end of the day where he is rewarded for this i don't understand and also what if am i doing the victim doesn't understand <laughs> yeah the victim doesn't understand but the bully is clearly getting something out of it
2: and uh. well and he and the bully un, the bully knows like i am just like re- reacting to stimuli right mm-hmm. like there is no pattern that's what makes it fun i'm just being <laughs> like, an alpha so. male yeah, yeah, ex-
0: yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Josh, what do you have for your
1: favorite line? So you of took mine, Jesse, so I'll let you I keep that, that one. Um mine Thank you. I my second one, it's very it's I take it out of context. Um just because in the context when uh the guidance counselor is talking to Lindsay after he catches her ditching, um he says the world is not black and right, white, it's gray when he's convincing her to be a mathlete he's like i'll give you a, a you know a, an ultimatum here
2: what You mean when he's blackmailing exactly. her into being a mathlete exactly exactly
1: and and that, again i'm i'm taking it out of that context because i don't like it being used in a blackmail context but like yeah he's well, not wrong it is a
2: it is a good lesson
1: to yeah write. he's yeah. not wrong well and i mean what else is being an adult
2: than making like borderline shitty trade-offs? like <laughs> Yeah, really. I mean, for the good of, you know, for a lot of good reasons, of course, but like you have to get used to being able to go. Neither of those things is exactly what I want, but I can be happy with a little bit of either one. Right. right? Like you you have to learn how to do that if you're
1: going to live happily. Or, or just some life. decisions that you make, like they're not going to be the best. They're not going to be the worst. They're just going to be kind of in the middle, you know, when you're going through life and you make oh. one random decision that's like, oh. Well, this is kind of a great decision. We'll see what happens, you know.
2: That sounds awful. I've never made the wrong choice before. So, my pick <laughs> Let's for be nice.
1: dialogue.
2: <laughs> um, the key is confidence. Uh, my pick for dialogue is uh I it, I don't know it exactly. Do you have the clip for it? Josh? I don't have the clip, just... um but it's cause... it's when is
1: okay. saying find your drum set.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it's he's telling her like, "Look, this is the thing that I care about
1: I don't care about school
2: I don't care about you know the relationships that I have with my friends and like my where dad's is my social dick. standing and all this stuff yeah like I don't care about that stuff but I care about this and if I can you know use this to soften the blow of all that other stuff then I'm totally good like and again I don't I I I know that there were kids like that in school. Like there were kids like, you know, the kid who always played guitar or the kid who always, you know, the football player that you knew was going to be a football player and keep being a football player and then become a football coach. Like there is something about looking at the people that you're like, "Oh, their whole life is planned where you go. That must be nice." <laughs> like I really wish I could be happy with that. And and I don't mean to sound condescending, but it's like I feel like most people look at that and go, I wish I could be happy with something that simple or I wish it were that simple for me to find the thing that makes me that happy, I think is probably what they think. All right. So before we start talking about next year's episode, uh, let's give this one a rating out of 10. So as a pilot for a show... Does this make you want to watch more Freaks and Geeks? Does it make you wish there was more than one season? Take all these things into account. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D since it's your birthday. Why don't you go first, my friend?
0: I don't think there's any option but to give it a 10. Uh, Just flat out, this was awesome. I loved it. It was a rocket ship into an amazing show. Uh, 10 out of 10.
2: There were no rocket ships or cowboys in this, but I see where you're coming from. Josh, what do you got?
1: See, and I give it an eight out of ten because it piques my interest. Like, as I've watched this this series before, um, but watching the pilot again, I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay." I really can't wait to see more episodes. And I know for, I do this. I do this with everything, because I know for a fact that there's going to be an episode later on down the road that's better than this one. And so, giving this an eight gives the rest of the series room to grow. Because although I, I really do love this episode, it's not it's not my favorite of the of the series. So I'm personally
2: going to give it a nine because I think it actually works as its own thing. Like, if you just watched this and then didn't watch any more episodes, you'd be like, "That was good." Like, I yeah. that was a fun forty four minutes. Like, I had feelings. I would love to know about those characters, but the stories had complete arcs for the most part. Like, they did wrap was, it up. Yeah, it was episodic TV, man, Like, but with serialized character arcs. I know how you feel about that, Josh. So that actually puts us at a point nine, which is 9 out of 10 for the first episode, the pilot of Freaks and Geeks, the first in our 18-year series of coverage of this little gem of a show. Ricky D., happy birthday, man, and great pick. I'm so glad we're doing Freaks and Geeks. This is, this is excellent.
0: I do have a special request of our audience. Go uh, ahead. I- please do not watch ahead if you could please wait for us and do one episode a year the same way we're doing it uh yeah please just save it for the show yeah
2: but be very uh i mean let's be honest it would be disrespectful of you to watch ahead so please please don't do that (laughs) um we are just about coming to the end of this episode you guys i feel like this was fast and loose and nostalgic and we covered so much ground this was a lot of fun like I really feel like we're kicking on all cylinders you guys I think this might be the way to go every time we start a new season is pick another show to get us warmed up and then dive into our next season speaking of our next season is going to be Death Note, if you are there in the live chat with us and you haven't watched Sun But Inevitable or listened before and you'd like to start now, this is a great time because Death Note is a great show. It is anime, and yes, I know not everybody likes anime, but that's kind of the point here. Ricky D and Josh have never seen Death Note before, and they're both anime-resistant guys, so I'm going to be pushing them through this series I think we're going to go two episodes at a time. The last time I was with you on the screen, I said there were 26 episodes. There aren't. There are 37, and that's a lot of weeks. So we're going to do two episodes at a time, cover it over a span of 19 weeks, and that is going to be starting up very soon. Brittany, I know that you love Death Note. That's kind of why I brought it up. I would really appreciate it if you would listen or watch or, hey, Maybe you could join as a guest. We have had a lot of people in our live chat join as guests before. Meg, have you watched Death Note? I don't think you're an anime person. Would you like to join us for Death Note? Callie D is a big Death Note fan. She's going to be joining us. Uh, I believe Jason from Esoterica Cinema, whose newest episode is now out, and it covers Neon Genesis Evangelion with a little old person called yours truly it's about an hour and 15 minutes long and i had a freaking blast please go check that out he will be here to cover death note with us at some point okay guys i need a minute to drink some liquid josh do you have any plugs you'd like to share with the folks
1: Ah, uh, yeah i mean things are just so crazy just they're just so crazy um I, I'm trying so hard to keep up with all the social medias and things um, I'm trying to keep up with the website I'm trying to get the next quest me ready to go I'm trying to get man there's I'm trying to get like another network show going with um, local music and stuff like that so it's there's a lot of things up in the air right now and um, a lot of things that I'm trying to build on uh, but if you'd like to you can follow me uh, on Twitter at twist my armcast. Um, all of the network things are on facebook just search twist my arm podcast um, we do have a website twistmyarm.net um, that'll take you to everything twist my arm that includes sudden but inevitable quest me the original twist my arm podcast um ricky d uh, or sorry best flicks with ricky d and then uh marvel can of madness that we do we are just started covering um moon knight and you know there's, there's so many different different things to go to we we have a store that we're going to be updating here soon as well i mean there's there's so many different places you, you could go you know but one thing that i do ask if you if you are watching and and you're listening go subscribe to us on youtube um make sure to smash that subscribe button and hit that bell for all the notifications for when we go live because not only will you see sudden but inevitable but you'll see Marvel Can of Madness, and sometimes Best Flix goes live, and Quest Me will be live, stuff like that. So, um, anytime you, anytime we go live, if you subscribe to our channel, then uh, then you'll see that the whole network. Um, which, by the way, is is the new is is the Open Pike Night streaming from the Twist My Arm thing? Or are you doing your own? It is stream, not right? so. Okay. I, I didn't know.
2: I... <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's technically a spinoff of Green Shirt, a oh, okay. newbie's trek through The okay. Next Generation, okay. which is a, a podcast that our friend Cameron runs. Um, so Josh is talking about Open Pike Night, which is a brand new, strange new worlds podcast that I host with our friend Cameron and his producer, John T. Bolds. I just, I could not exist As a podcasting person and not have a Star Trek podcast, it is a call in show. We accept jokes, we accept opinions of every ilk, and then we discuss those things. Recently, we just talked about the first full trailer that dropped for Strange New Worlds, as well as all the little individual character trailers before that. That new episode is going to be out later this week. If you're listening to this podcast, in a podcast player, it's probably already out. Just go find Open Pike Night in your favorite podcast app. If you want, you can follow that show on Twitter to interact and get your voice on the show at OpenPike, or you can send 90 seconds or fewer of audio to OpenPike at gmail.com. Strange New Worlds starts May 5th on Paramount Plus, and I cannot wait because I am a child with a beard. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Have you got plugs for the folks, my friend?
0: Uh, yeah, I actually haven't done an episode of Best Flicks for a couple of weeks. So I'm doing some reorganizing, doing a little thinking, and I uh, I guess we'll see what, has, what Best Flicks has to bring. But you can always follow me on Twitter, at Best Flicks Ricky D. You can check out my back episodes, Uh, Just search for the best flicks with Ricky D podcast. And if you have any questions, any suggestions, anything like that for me, I'd love to hear from anybody on Twitter.
2: And I would like to say really quickly before we get out of here, thank you to all you wonderful people in the chat every week. I know that I say it more than once. We've actually upset listeners by how much we thank you, but I don't care. I'm never going to stop doing that. So thank you, Meg. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you, Rona. Thank you, Callie. Thank you, Aaron, who was here for a while. Thank you, Carla, who was here momentarily, I think, and then dipped. We have had so much fun talking high school and Ricky D's birthday with you, and I, just, I, I have had a blast. And I can't tell you how much it means to us that we have folks here with us every week and that we have folks out there all over the world listening that is the coolest thing to that point i want to throw out that uh march is our second biggest month ever as far as downloads go so thank you guys i think we put out two episodes in march so that's insane to me thank you for checking out the back catalog for checking out firefly and old cowboy bebop and all the movies that we covered thank you for coming with us on sudden but inevitable on the journey that is 18 years long of Freaks and Geeks, and of course, starting next week, season four for Death Note. Gentlemen, I think that's basically it for the night. Do you have anything else that you need to get out?
0: I just wanted to say thank you guys for coming and celebrating my birthday. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't do a lot of birthday celebrating. It's the thing I haven't done in quite a few years. This has been a blast. Uh, taking some time to celebrate yourself and do this kind of thing with friends it has been a great experience i thank you jesse josh everybody in the chat this has been a really good day
2: it has been amazing i have to point this out before i get to you josh meg says i'm not an anime fan but i'm a sudden butt fan so i will watch it for you thank you meg josh
1: do we do it do, do we do it jesse do we to you, you. Actually I'll just replace this with the song from Thor Ragnarok. It'll be totally
2: fine. I muted him. We are we have a whole thing for our podcast. There's a running joke for this, so (laughs) let's go ahead and get out of their hair for the evening, gentlemen. You so for the sign off let's go Ricky, Josh, and myself. So for Sudden But Inevitable, I have been Jesse.
0: This is Ricky D from Best Flix with Ricky D. I'm Josh.
2: Have a good birthday, folks. Even if it's not today. Thank you for listening to Sudden But Inevitable. Follow us on Twitter at Sudden But. Find us on Instagram at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast. To get everything all in one place, go to twistmyarm.net/sbi. And join the show live in the chat at youtube.com/slash twistmyarm podcast. Sudden But Inevitable is a Twist My Arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them.